The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, 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 and we are back. Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry. Uh, Today I'm in the studio by myself. JD is homesick. Um, hope you feel better, homeboy. I know you're listening. I uh, hope you feel better. So I, I, I kind of wanted to start the show off with um, a little gripe. Because when I was driving here to the studio, right, and I'm driving behind this car, and I, you know how sometimes when you're riding behind cars, you see the bumper stickers or whatever. And, and I was I was looking at the, at the man's bumper stickers, and I couldn't really see, so I, I pulled up a little, right? And uh, I looked at the bumper sticker, and you know what it said? It said, kill yourself. <laughs> and I was like, what? wait, what does it say? It says, kill yourself. And I was like, no, no, sir, I will not kill myself. That is that is not happening. No, that I, I was offended. I was like, hold on. Is, is this man really saying kill yourself on the bumper sticker on the back of his car? Now, I get it. It's part of a song and that's all well and good. But I was like, hold on. It just took me back because I was like, hold on, kill yourself. That's, I mean, that's hardcore. That is a hardcore bumper sticker to have on your car. And granted, I think it was kind of like a, it was like an old Camaro or something. So I figured that you know, it's that dude, that dude being that guy, you know, with the kill yourself bumper sticker. But I, 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 I was offended. I looked down like, no, I, no, sir, I will not kill myself. No, that's not happening. So that's my, that's my one gripe. Anyway, so on, on to the show, I guess. Uh, so I, I wanted to start out uh, again by thanking Grant uh, Grant Anderson, uh, who's our uh, uh, our guy that handles the uh, uh, the write ups for us every week, and, uh, and I really really appreciate all your effort, man, and and the stuff that you come up with is really really good, and 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 we always have a great time with it, and and again, you, you know, you do a great job with the research, and I really really appreciate it. So thank you very much, Grant. Um, and I also wanted to uh, give a give a quick little shout out to uh, someone new that I know has not uh, heard the show before, and that's my little brother Derek. So I wanted to you know thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, love you, man. And um, and we'll discuss later on how what you thought of the show. So okay, so now we got all that out of the way. I, I kind of wanted to get into uh, man. I, I have to say that last weekend's football was the exact reason why I absolutely, positively love, love, love football. Now, regardless of whether or not I picked the right team to win or whether or not my team who I, you know, who I liked won or uh, whether or not I thought, you know, this team deserved to win or not, I loved just 
the way that the games went down. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, some games were, were grossly one-sided, the Denver, New England game, but I, I don't think that surprised anybody. Uh, but it, it, I just, I just loved the, uh, uh, the competitiveness of it, I loved the atmosphere of them. Uh, um, whether or not I was a fan of any of the teams, that's 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 not my point. My point is, is that they we really had some really really good games, and and with the whole world focused on these games, I think that um, some people stepped up and did really well. Some people kind of fell apart and disappeared. So you know, so so I, I kind of want to talk about the the, the Giants Packers game first. Because I think that was that was a really I, again I really liked watching it, but it was really really tough for me to watch because I, I picked Pitts, I, I picked the Packers to win it. I thought that they had the better team. I thought that you know Ar would come out and do what he does best and and throw the ball all over the field. They're at home, you know. I you know they were favored, uh, you know, putting up lots of points. Uh, and I thought maybe their defense was going to keep them in the game long enough so that AR could just, you know, just do his thing. And then, you know, game started out and everybody's like, well, they're doing exactly what they need to do. You know, they need to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field and blah, 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 blah. So then, so then as I started watching it, it was really tough for me to watch to see that, you know, receivers dropping balls and, 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 and Aaron, I mean, it was, it was probably the worst time for the Packers to have probably the worst game of the whole season. I mean, it it it, it just looked like you know they clearly did not. It, it looked like they it, like the announcers were saying that they hadn't practiced for like three weeks, and and it showed. It really showed, and and I thought it was really interesting how like at the before the game they were talking about all the receivers and who all caught passes, and you know we're one big team, and you know we all were on selfish team and all the receivers we you know we we love that if we only get one ball it's fine and you know but you know we're still competitive and you know there's this sort of this undertone like yeah we all want to want the ball but it's okay as long as we win right so i was like oh that's that's kind of neat you know that's a, that's a the ultimate team you know and i and i got to admit personally i was heartbroken when they lost i i wanted to see them i thought they were the team that could do the the undefeated thing and Epsi the was the seventy four Dolphins. I thought they this was the team that was gonna do it. And then, you know, as you always do, you always have to like, you know, switch up your approach. So, you know, they're undefeated and then they lost and you go, oh, well, that's a good thing that they, they did the loss now, because you know, now that's off their back and there's less pressure and they're gonna come out and do their thing and, and they came in and finished up and blah blah blah. Uh and to see them come out like they did and have the turnovers and the drop balls and, and, and I mean, it even seemed like sometimes the referees were like, Hey, listen, guys, we're trying to give you some calls here. You guys got to get on track, you know, with the, the roughing the, the passer call or whatever. That was, I mean, okay. I mean, I didn't necessarily see it. I thought there was, there was, uh, uh, you know, bigger, uh, offenses earlier in the game than, than what they got let towards the end of the game where they, they drove down and, you know, got, got the score or whatever. But it was really tough to watch, um, you know, Green Bay struggle as mightily as they did. Uh, on the flip side though, I mean, you know, the, for the Giants to come out and be the road warrior that they are and, and to everybody step up one way, shape, form or another and, you know, catch one ball, but that one ball is the big one or, or to, to make one block or, you know, I, I, I thought it was really impressive how the Giants went in there and handled themselves. I mean, despite, you know, some of the bum calls that happened during the game, uh, they really, you know, 
did what they did best, and that's be resilient, uh, you know, play as a complete team. Uh, you know, the running game wasn't very, you know, wasn't doing its thing, but in towards the end of the game, it, when it had to step up, it did. When the receivers had to make a catch, they did. I mean, so I was really impressed with, uh, uh, the Giants and how they again they the road I mean they had to go through so many teams I mean they had to go on the road to these teams and win and 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 get to the playoffs so I I I think they've got great momentum I think it's going to be a very 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 interesting game um, you know when they go into San Francisco because again San Francisco's a hot team they came off of, I mean one of probably. One of the best games I've probably ever seen. I mean, it was, and again, I'm not talking about best game I've ever seen because I was rooting for one person or another. Because those tend to be the better games for us. You know what I mean? If you're a big fan of the Colts and the Colts had this big win, that's your favorite game of all time. But I'm talking about as just a, a football fan. As, as somebody that's just outside looking in at a game and just go, Man, you know, I, I said to myself like several times during the game, oh, it's over. That's done. It's done. That's it. They scored. It's over. It's done. I mean, they have three scores in like two minutes and 30 seconds. I mean, it was just just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, I, I thought that the display, um, you know, to that Vernon Davis did, you know, he, he scored the last touchdown. He comes off crying. I thought that was really like the heartfelt Passion and and you know when when he uh, I listened to it on ESPN I guess he said you know this was the 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 build up or the overfill or the overspill of 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 emotions for all the work and uh, you know things that they put into the season and and I think for him personally you know coming from you know uh, uh, you know Mike Singletary who comes from a different. Uh, uh, coaching style and I guess Mike Singletary and him didn't get along very well or whatever and you know Mike Singletary I don't know if he was just trying to motivate him or whatever just said he can't win with him can't I don't know all the ins and outs again I think it would be doing the team a disservice to talk about things that you know that only get outside the locker room I'm not in the locker room I don't know what the dynamics were I don't know how um, you know whether or not Vernon you know did something that you know he wasn't supposed to do or whether or not you know Singletary is trying to you know put a stamp on the team or what I, I don't know I don't know but either way you know Vernon Davis has I mean he's a very gifted tight end I mean absolutely gifted super athletic uh, uh great playmaker and 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 they struggled a bit you know I mean I guess the 49ers in general have struggled for a while with you know the growing pains of Alex Smith and trying to get him into the right groove I mean that's that's quarterback of San Francisco 49ers is a tough 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 uh, uh, position to fill. I mean, you've got some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time that went through San Francisco. So, you know, I, I wouldn't envy that job. I wouldn't envy Alex Smith to try to come out and go, well, you know, just, uh, I'm not going to be a Joe Montana. I'm not going to be a Steve Young. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's, that's, that's tough shoes to fill. And, and I think he's finally, and again, I think it's what, year four or five for him. So this is right at the time that he should start stepping up and, and making the plays that he's making and, and, and players around him really start rallying and saying, okay, you know what, Alex is, Alex is really developed. He's making better decisions. And I think that's the biggest thing, uh, that people talk about is, you know, for a young quarterback, it's, 
it's the decision making. It's not the physical part of it. I mean, although there are some quarterbacks that don't that they can't cut it physically. It's the and it's not the arm strength because I know that there's quarterbacks that have you know great arm strength. There's quarterbacks that don't have such arm, good arm strength. It's really about the managing of the game. It's really about the decision making of the game. Like when I need to make that throw, do I make the throw? That's it. Whether or not my arm strength is is better than this person or that person, or or whether or not I'm tall enough, or whether or not you know I was a first round draft pick, it's really about the decision making and, and and managing the game. And I think that Alex Smith has done, and he's progressed. And, that, and again, I'm being Captain Obvious here that he's he's progressed. He's he's turned into that kind of player where he can manage a game. He can let his players. Make plays. That pass, there was, you know, the one pass that he had to, uh, uh, Vernon Davis was absolutely, absolutely amazing. And, you know, we got a, we got a caller on hold. Uh, let me, let, let me get to, uh, Gordon. Gordon, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, Gordon, well, this Darnell, what can I, what, what can I do for you, sir? Darnell, I think you're right on about the 49ers. I think there's a, a lack in, um, competitiveness in the, um, in pro football, and it's kind of like a passion with the 49ers right now. They've come together as a team, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Is this my guy, G-Love? G-Love, the vitamin G. Oh, my man. How are you, G-Love, man? It's so great to hear your voice, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in, man. How you been? Everything good? Everything's cool. I just, uh, I think you got a great show. I think you're doing good, and, um... Just wanted to make a comment on that, and uh, everything's cool down here in South Carolina. Fantastic, man. Well, hey, thank you very much for calling in, and please, please, please give my love to the family, man. I miss you guys. It's been so long. Hey, you got it, and uh, keep up the good work, and uh, hey. Don't be a stranger. Come on, <laughs> thanks, G Love. I appreciate it. But no, I yeah, thanks, brother. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's my guy, uh, Gordon Loving Good. Uh, just a, a, been a close family friend of mine for so many for for years now. And I uh, thank you very much for calling in, G Love. You're the man. Um, I miss you guys very, very much. Uh, and Mama Les, miss you too. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do, I do think that there, you know, and I think Gordon put on something, you know, hit on something is the, the, the competitiveness. And I think, I think the 49ers really took it to a, a different level. I think that there was a point where they could have shut it down. There was a point in the game where they could have just said, Hey, uh, you know, this game's over. I mean, I, I, and, and given up, but you know, they rallied. They, they, they played to the very end. I mean, that catch, they, I mean, he, like, it, Alex Smith made some great throws. Vernon Davis made some great catches. I mean, he made some really great catches. And it wasn't that we didn't think that Vernon Davis was an exceptional wide receiver because physically he's got all the gifts. But it's just a matter of can you make those catches when it's time? Can you make the difference? Can you can you make the move, make the catch, and, and get the first down or get the touchdown when you need it? And I think Vernon Davis proved that he could do that. He has proven that now – the the level of expectation for him is is super through the roof. If it was high before because he could jump high, he could run fast, and he you know run great routes and got good hands. The, I mean, the level of expectation now is through the roof. Now you know the uh, 
uh, uh, 49er, I mean, the uh, Giants got to account for him. Now they got to start. Now he's a weapon. Now you have to start planning for Vernon Davis. And I think, you know, again, football's, uh, you know, the NFL is very much a what have you done for me lately league. So I think if he continues on this path, and again, I qualify everything I said before by qualifying it saying it's a what have you done for me lately. So I think if he keeps up that same kind of intensity, you know, the Giants are going to have to count for him as a weapon. I don't know who you put on him to cover him. I mean, I know the Giants, they, they show a lot of grit on defense, and they like to get after offenses. And, you know, I, I, I wonder, this is going to be a great game. This is absolutely positively going to be a great game because I think there's, there's, a, uh, there's a similar style and similar mentality where the defenses want to really get after you. They want to cause turnovers. They want to cause havoc. And... Um, I think this game is, is going to be great. So we're going to take a quick break right now, and then we're going to get back to the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens and so on and so forth. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Darno Autry, Voice America, OTS. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Ah, thank you very much, Wanda. I appreciate that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We, me and JD, we got to figure that out. I, I, I'm just gonna keep calling her different names until we figure it out. Until until a name I think sticks, and then and then we'll 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 continue to call her that. Uh, we were talking about uh, the NFL, uh, the playoffs. Uh, we just just wrapped up the uh, the Packers and uh, the Giants, and, I, and 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 in no way do I think that you know going you know 
13 or 14 and 0 and then losing and going whatever 15 and 1 and then losing. I mean, I, obviously I know that the Green Bay Packers are completely disappointed and I think that they had you know, all the tools necessary to, to get to the Super Bowl. But, you know, this is the NFL, such is the way it goes on any given day. And so, you know, that day just wasn't Green Bay's day. And I don't, I wouldn't consider it a complete failure. Was it a huge letdown? Absolutely. But I'd call it a complete failure. Absolutely not. I think they've had some, they had a great season given all the, uh, adversity that they faced and I mean I don't think they faced any more adversity than anybody else so you know I, I think they had a great season uh you know the the Patriots and in, in Denver I, I I really thought it went exactly the way I expected it to go I just complete a complete blowout I mean honestly and truly I thought that um I I knew I I knew that that the New England Patriots were going to plan for Brady. I mean, for uh, Brady, for for Tebow. I knew that they were going to plan for him. I knew that their game, their scheme was to was to rattle him, knock him down, cause havoc. And on top of that, you know, th- you know, Denver defense had a really tough haul of trying to defend all that. I mean, they, they've got a high pride. You know, if you can't get to Brady and you can't knock him down, you can't cause him to to move his feet and try to get out of the pocket. I mean, you're. I think you're going to really struggle. If he sits back there and just picks you apart, it, it's it's done. It's a, it's a wrap. You know, and I think that while, you know, everybody says defenses win championships, and I think that depends on the team. I really do. I think the New England, I think the uh, Indianapolis Colts that won the Super Bowl, their defense was okay. I didn't think it was spectacular. Is it? It's a lot better. It was a lot better then than it is now because they had, you know, Bob Sanders and all that group. But I did. I think it gave up a lot of points. Absolutely. Does New England Patriots give up a lot of points? Absolutely. Um, you know. So, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see this game with the with the Pats and the Ravens because you know it's the exact opposite. Strength versus strength, right? It's it's the Patriots' offense versus the Ravens' defense, and then you know. On the flip side, it's going to be New England's uh, New England's defense against you know Baltimore's offense, who is really struggling. And, and I've read a lot of articles about you know Flacco and and you know it, some of his numbers. I mean, granted, you know his numbers aren't pretty. You know, I mean, it's you know they're they're not nothing nice. I mean, you're you're throwing you know 180 200 yards a game. You know, they're not nice, but they don't have to be. They don't have to be spectacular to win when you have that defense. You know, when that defense is playing at its best, it's really tough to score and it's really tough to get anything going against them. So if you just manage the game and, and, and keep them in it, and your defense can score points, which, you know, you don't want to rely on your defense to score your points, but they can if they have to. And, and they've proven that. So, you know, I think it's going to be a very interesting, and I, and I don't think the key to the game is going to be, uh, the strengths of these two teams. I think the key, to the New England game versus Baltimore game is going to be their weaknesses. Who's the, what weakness is weaker? You know what I mean? Like, is can Baltimore's offense put enough points against the Patriots' defense? Can they can they score at a rate that you know? That'll win them the game. Can can they do that? And I think that's going to be the key. It's not going to be, you know, the defense of Baltimore. I know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, the offense of New England. They're going to do. They're going to attempt to do what they do. It's going to be a great clash. But I think in the end, that's a wash. I think it's the it's the other side of it. You know, what's what's the offense of the of the Baltimore Ravens going to do? And how can, and can New England's defense stop them? 
That's that's going to be the key. But look, but I, but I'm getting ahead of myself. And I, I want to go back to how the Ravens played, obviously, against a, a tough defense in the Texans. I, I, Joe Flacco got a lot of criticism. Uh, in fact, Ed Reed came out and said a few things. And, you know, I know that they were trying to, you know, it's no big deal. And him and him and Joe worked it out. And, again, I, I don't – I'm a huge proponent of saying, listen, if I'm not in the locker room, if I wasn't privy to the conversation, if I, if I don't know these guys, you know, inside and out, you know, I'm not going to try to make a comment on uh, uh, what they were thinking or, or you know, was it a good move or bad move? What I am going to say is, is that I thought it was very interesting that Ed Reed said, listen, you know, the, the things that I said were hopefully motivation to Joe. Now, whether or not Joe took him as motivation, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and that infighting, that's going to be neither here nor there. I think the bottom line is, is that, you know, the game's going to happen on Sunday. They think it's got to step up and, 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 you know, Joe Flacco's got to do his job. Ed Reed's got to do his job. That's it. That's, that's all there is to it. You know, this infighting, I don't think it's that, this, these comments back and forth and whether or not, you know, does, does Ed Reed believe in Joe Flacco and does Joe, you know, how does Joe Flacco feel about that or whatever? I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I think they're, both sides are going to be ready to rock. It's going to be, you know, a great game. So, but their performance against the Texans, both offensively and defensively, because the Texans got a great defense. And I think, again, Joe Flacco did enough to keep them in the game and manage the game. That's what Joe did. That's it. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. He didn't have to. He didn't have to take the game on his shoulders and, and, and make any big plays. That's just not the way that they're built. That's not him. That's not him as a quarterback, at least not yet. I mean, maybe down the line, maybe a couple years from now when, you know, his decision-making gets better and he gets, you know, they, they start, you know, the defense gets a little older and you got to rely a little bit more on the offense, so Joe has to start making these plays. I mean, you know, who knows? But right now, Joe Flacco doesn't have to do that. All he does to do is manage the game, and he did that. I mean, he did that against a very good Texans defense. And, you know, when I've looked at the score, and again, of course, I missed the first part of the game, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, 17 to nothing. I mean, what is going on? What are the Texans doing down there? I'm there. So I finally turned the game on, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And then by the time I turned the game on, they had just scored, now it's 14-17. So, you know, I thought the Texans did a great job with, again, the adversity that they faced. I mean, they got Yates at quarterback when they had Schaub go down and Liner go down, and now you got Yates, and I don't even know who I didn't even know who that dude was. And then you had Andre Johnson that was damaged during the season, and at some point you had Arian Foster that was injured. I mean, the Texans really had a lot of adversity with their superstars, not necessarily their role players, but their superstars. And I think that... You know, and even given the circumstance, they still at the end had an opportunity to make a play and 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 get back in the game. And and I, I think it's a it's a huge um, uh, um, it's a sign that things are going to be really really bright in Texas coming up. I mean, they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, no doubt about it. Once you get Shaw back and you get Liner back, I don't even know what that does. I don't know if that actually helps the cause or hurt the cause, but nonetheless, you'd have a backup quarterback that's been in the system, that's got a little bit more experience. And Yates is going to get better, obviously, through he's, – he's a lot better, obviously, through this experience. So, But Arian Foster's game, that uh, – he uh, – and, and, again, I'm not being captain obvious. Everybody that watched the game saw it, just saw him step up take the game on the shoulders, take the offense on the shoulders and say, listen, I got to make a play, and he did that, and he constantly did that. And I think that's 
Huge kudos to him. <laughs> By the way, I think that word is very funny because it makes me think of the nutrition bar kudos. I don't know. Anyway, so I gave him huge kudos for, for, for the effort and, and the work and, and hopefully he gets paid. And I, I don't know if he has or not. I don't know if it's, uh, maybe he has. I think there's a lot of players out there that, that should be paid. But, uh, you know, hopefully they keep him for a while and they keep him around. He's, I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. I think, you know, Johnson, if he has a full year, uh, you know, with Shab all together, I think they got they, the future is looking really, really bright in uh, uh, Houston for them, for sure, for sure. And uh, I think I briefly touched on the Patriots smacking down Denver. I don't think it was a surprise for me. Like I said, I knew that they were going to be ready. Uh, I knew that they were going to scheme to where you know Tim Tebow had to make plays, and he just simply didn't. Uh, again, I, I I don't think that. Um, Obviously, Denver should be embarrassed. I don't think that they had a terrible season. I think they had a great season. I think that uh, they have, you know, Tebow has a lot of work to do. He's the first person to tell you that. All the other coaches tell you that. All his teammates tell you that. You know, John Elway came out and said, okay, he is the starter for camp. And I don't know if anybody caught that, but he's the starter going into spring training. So that's not saying, hey, you're my starter for next year. And I and I watched ESPN, and I didn't see anybody in this locker room saying, hey, Tim Tebow's our starter next year definitively. So I think that I guess the jury's still out. Like I was saying, you know, the whole time is that people are still waiting to see, you know, what's going to come of this? Is this just kind of a, a flash in the pan kind of, hey, uh, uh, you know, we win a couple of games just playing the way that you know how to play and no, they're not, they're not pretty, but hey, we win the game and you had one game where you did great. And then, I mean, I, again, he's a work in progress. I, I, I firmly believe that. Do I think that Denver is going to keep him there as the man? I think it 100% solely depends on how his development goes in the offseason. I think that can he get his mechanics right? Can he? I mean, there's no doubt his heart is right. There's no doubt his competitiveness is there. There's no doubt that he's willing to work. But, you know, in the NFL, that's not enough. You know, it's not enough just because you want to be good. It's not enough because you're willing to work. It, that's That kind of stuff is not enough. It's experience. It's, it's uh, you know, fitting into the system. It's It's, you know, experience it's it's experience i mean i I hope you guys are getting the point the the point is is that you know when they talked about eli when eli was talking about his his the what made the biggest difference between you know his various seasons not just from you know the super bowl and then getting to back into the game the way he is now as he talks 100 percent about his decision making and his experience and i think that that goes a long long way and i think that Tebow has had some great experiences this year. So now with a full, you know, off season, uh, um, I'm sure he's already, you know, focused on what he can do to get better. I know that Denver wants to see him do better. I know that there's a lot of fans out there that want to see him do better. So I, I think, I think it depends on what his off, what his off season training looks like and how, how much progress can he make between now and the start of, of, of training camp? Because, you know, it, the NFL, like I said, it's a what have you done for me lately? It's one of those things that you can grab a starter from some other team and plug him right in. And if he has success, you leave him in there. And until he starts falling apart, then you go back. So then you have another controversy of, you know, you bring in a veteran quarterback to Denver and he's doing really well during camp, but it's still Tebow. You know, what about him? What do you do with that? And so I think it depends. I, I, I really think it depends. I, I, I can't sit back and say, well, you know, I'm, 
I think they're going to definitely do what they need to do to develop him. I, I think it depends on what he does. It depends on the kind of moves that Denver makes. You know, how confident are they that he can make those kind of strides and be the starting quarterback? Going into camp, you know, started going into camp. I mean, I, I guess you can name me started going into camp, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to start, you know, day one of the season. So we'll see. We'll see. But we're going to take another break. And then we'll get off of football and we'll talk about some other sports, talk about some other entertainment news uh, that uh, hit the scene. So uh, we're going to take a break. Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. Um, so we just got done talking a little bit about uh, the playoffs, and um, I'll save my picks for the end. Uh, some other sporting football news. Obviously, the Rams got a new uh, a new guy at the helm with Fisher, and then there's this big talk about uh, they've signed a deal to play a game every for the next three years in London. Which, I, which again, and as everybody knows, I love it. I think it's amazing. I think it's fantastic uh, that they're reaching out to the international community. Again, I think that is the next frontier in terms of of sports. I think every other sport. Every other major sport has gone international. Football is next. Excuse me. And I think that this is a great starting point. You know, getting, you know, putting games out there and, and, and letting the fans really embrace and get involved. And I think that's really, really, uh, it's an exciting thing for me in my mind. I think it's, I think it's really, really amazing. And now, is it great for the players and that they got to go all the way to London mid-season and, and then come back and, you know, you know, give up a home game or whatever? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's my hope that they're embracing the opportunity and the experience. I'm hoping that they, they take advantage of, of, you know, the international scene because, you know, it's very, it's very few and far between when you get an opportunity to travel internationally and, and play the sport, uh, that you love and, 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 you know, be on national TV and for the whole world to see. And I think that's, I think that's really uh, an amazing experience. So I hope that the players are looking at this as an opportunity to, to embrace, uh, uh, you know, 
other fans, other other people that are that, that could be a great support system for them and their team, and and so I, I hope that they're really really excited about the whole uh, process. Um, you know, I, I, I want to touch a little bit about this Peyton Manning future thing because we're starting to talk a little bit about draft, and, and when that comes up, and you know, Indianapolis got the first pick, and so I, I watched real briefly this morning on uh, ESPN. Um, Irsay or whatever, Irsay or whatever his name is, talk about, you know, he, he did a good job of jogging the, you know, jumping around the, 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 the definitive, will you take luck or will you not take luck? And he sort of said, well, you know, it depends and a lot of things that could happen and, you know, you got to take the best that's on the board and, you know, you never know, you never know and so on and so forth. So, you know, it, it, I think they're going to take luck. I think you have to take luck. I think you have to take him based on, one, he's the best player in the draft. But I also think you got to take him for your future, too. I mean, regardless of Peyton Manning, I mean, Peyton Manning would understand that, hey, you know, they got to look at the bigger picture and how many years is he going to play? Is his neck going to be right? I mean, so on and so forth. So I think the Indianapolis is going to take uh, uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, do I think Peyton Manning stays? I I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, there was talks of him going to the Jets, and now I, I I looked over and saw a little article about, you know, is it a bad idea for him to go to Washington? And and I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around Peyton Manning in any other uniform. It really is hard for me. I mean, it's really, really tough. Like, it was kind of tough at first when I heard about you know, wrapping my mind around Brett Favre, you know, playing in another uh, on another team, or or Michael Jordan not being with the with the with the Bulls. I mean, I didn't care what his number was. I mean, with the Bulls, I mean, as long as you're with the Bulls, I don't care what your number is. But to wrap my mind around him with a, in a Wizards uh, jersey or whatever, that was that was really really tough. So I think I think it's uh, I think it's a really tough thing to to wrap my mind around. I think they're going to actually everybody's going to have to. Get along. That's what I think. I think they're going to both be on the same team. I think if Peyton Manning's healthy, he will play. I think if he's not healthy, uh, he's a great, uh, uh, you know, sideline coach, uh, for Andrew Luck. And I think honestly, if he's not healthy to play, I think he retires. I'm not sure that he takes a shot of, you know, takes a chance of going somewhere else and maybe, you know, having his neck go bad on him or whatever. I think it's, uh, I think if he's not healthy to play this year, I, I, I see it as, well, he's going to retire. That's what I think. That's, that's, I'm going on record. That's what I think. Um, again, you know, let's touch a little bit about basketball. Again, I, you know, I, again, I almost lost my football, so I was really, really focused on that. I threw all my heart and soul into the football thing. I was in fantasy leagues all over the place, and me and my sister were watching every Sunday and, you know, ranting and raving and really fully engrossed. And then basketball was locked out, and I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I got football. And now, you know, football's kind of dwindling out, and, you know, basketball's back at it. But, you know, now they're, they're pushing them to play more games because you're trying to squeeze them in because, you know, it's a shortened season. And, you know, I, it feels like guys are getting dinged. And, and and you know getting hurt more than they normally would and you know so I don't I, I don't necessarily put much stock uh, uh, you know into these early games although you know the the you know LeBron playing at the Lakers that's always a big game or Lakers you know at Miami those are always big games Dallas at Miami I mean, they, they, I mean there's still there's some big games but I think in my mind I don't I don't I don't go oh I gotta watch it like right now because I think like oh there's a chance that Dwayne Wade is hurt. Wait, guess what? He is. There's a chance that, you know, uh, Dirk Nowinski doesn't, you know, doesn't play. Uh, you know, uh, he hasn't yet, but I mean, 
that's what you can do in this early seasons, you know. So usually I don't put a lot of stock into basketball until like I don't know. I mean, later on, because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly when I put stock into basketball. I know I like. I like watching it. I'd like, you know, I like to see great games. I like to see, you know, uh, um, but, you know, am I, am I overly, do I have a team? Am I overly concerned about who does what? No, not necessarily. I won't, I won't really start developing who I like until I get a chance to really start watching all the games. And I like watching the highlights. I think that's great. So I'm glad basketball's back. I really am. I think it's great. I, I, it's exciting, but I'm being honest that I, I haven't really, really kept up to speed as to, Who's doing what and who's doing great or who's, you know, having a slow start or whatever. Um, I was talking to uh, Ray earlier uh, about, and, and no, actually I was listening to uh, um, uh, ESPN and they were talking about, uh, you know, the guys that are more seasoned, uh, uh, you know, the guys that are veterans, the, you know, there takes a while for their bodies to get, you know, get, Get back into the swing of things and, 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 you know, shake off the rust where, you know, teams that are loaded with young guys are going to do really well early on because they got young legs and blah, 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 blah. And then experience and, and the veterans will eventually come on towards the end. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, that sounds good. Awesome. Fantastic. I, I'll be watching. I think that's great. Um, whenever they're ready to, uh, to be at full speed and, 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 uh, at full bore, I'll, I'm ready. I'm, I'm watching. So. I'm excited it's back, but I just, you know, I'm not up to speed on the tracking of who's winning what. So, um, I also want to take a uh, a brief moment to uh, congratulate one of my old teammates, uh, Steve Schnur. He was the quarterback of our Rose Bowl season. Uh, a great guy. He's actually being inducted into the uh, Northwestern Hall of Fame, and I want to congratulate him. I think that's awesome. I think it's long overdue. I mean, he was our own. He was our own Doug Flutie. So, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought he could play. I thought he had a shot to to go a little bit more than what he did. Uh, is he a little short? Sure. Uh, he'll tell you he's not that fast. He's not that fast. But man, great gun, great arm. You know, great football intelligence, great leader. Uh, and, and I couldn't be happy for you, Steve. I couldn't be happier and, and congratulations. I wish I could be there, but I just, you know, just can't, can't swing it. But congratulations. That's awesome. While we're talking about the Northwestern, uh, I would like to, uh, give my guys at, uh, the basketball team a little kudos because they, you know, they beat Michigan State. And that's always fantastic. I love when that happens. So congratulations guys. That's awesome. Uh, I, I would love to see you guys, you know, get into the tournament, something other than the NIT, maybe get into the NCAA. Uh, I think it, it's inevitable. It really feels like Northwestern is always good for football wise, basketball wise. They're always good for one big upset, you know, and and I and I, and I like that about us. I, I like that, but I'd like to see it more on a on a consistent basis. You know, I'd like to see us, you know, compete. You know, for the for the uh, you know, for the Big Ten. You know, I, I'd love to see that happen. Not just for not just for football, but I like, I'd love to see that for basketball as well. So I think we're long overdue in basketball. I just want us to get to NCAA. So you know, keep keep it up, guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, so I figured we changed it up a little bit and uh, focus a little bit on the uh, what's going on in the entertainment world. Um, you know, Grant Grant writes up these things for us, and you know, he he hits me just some news. I'm like, wow, really? That happened? That's not good. Um, so 
I wanted to give a brief moment of silence for uh, uh, Etta James, singer Etta James, uh, her songs uh, At Last and uh, uh, Something Got a Hold of Me, um, a great singer. She uh, she passed away, and I, and I, you know, I just want to give a, a quick moment of silence for her. I think she was really, really talented and great, and uh, so, um, what a loss! It's uh, truly, truly a loss. Um, but on a on a lighter note, um, so Grant Grant put together this thing as to what was the best movies that I saw in uh, 2011, and you know I gotta say that you know last couple of weeks we were like you know once the Golden Globes were announced and all that stuff, you know me and my sister were like, well you know we gotta we gotta go see a movie that's at least on the list. You know I want to see a Golden Globe movie that's on the list because. Apparently they're they're great movies, so let's let's see it. So we went through the list, and you know we decided and we we decided on we're going to go see Hugo, and you know I think it's a great kid friendly movie, and and you know got a lot of grave reviews, and so I was I was really really excited because it, it's it's very few and far between that I get to a film or go to a movie, and I'm really, really excited because I'm, I'm, you know, I get in there, I'm like, I'm ready to be entertained. All right, I'm sitting there, I'm excited, I'm, I got my popcorn, I got all, I mean, I really think this is going to be an amazing experience. And the movie started, and first of all, it messed me all up because I thought it was the animated uh, Tin Tin. So clearly I had my signals mixed. So I'm in the movie like, well, wait, what is this? What is this I'm watching again? So once I finally grasped the fact that it's actually a real film and not an animation, I'm like, oh, okay. So I, once I got my mind around that and it's 3D, so I got my eyes got to adjust to that, which I think is whatever. It doesn't add nor subtract for that particular film, but whatever. 3D, once I got my eyes used to that, and I, I finally got half through, halfway through the film, and I started thinking to myself, like, I'm not even sure I really like this that much. You know, I mean, I get it. I, I, I know what the story is about. And for those of you that don't know what the story is, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys read up on it, but. I get it. It's 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 really well done and it's nicely crafted, but I think it's a little too nicely crafted. And I think that any time a film gives a little nod to the film industry, gives a little nod to uh, you know the history of of movie making and so on and so forth, I think that usually gets a little that gets a little more love and a little more play. And I, and, I, and I get it. I think it's great. I, I think you know. If you want to give a little nod to the industry that that helped make the film that you're making right now, which I, I sounds great, fantastic. But for me, I I, I had a hard time. I really left the movie like, mm, man, it just it just didn't it didn't hit me like I thought it was going to hit me. I, it didn't it didn't move me like I thought I was going to be moved. Uh, but I do see why uh, it's. It's on the Golden Globe. It's it's on the list uh, for best picture. So and, and to be honest, that's I mean, that's really one of the bigger films that I that I watched and it ended up being towards the it ended up being this year as opposed to last year. So you know, I watched the original or oh, not the original. I watched the 2009 version of um, the girl with the um, the dragon tattoo. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was that was great. So I can only imagine what the, and that was the foreign version. That was like the Denmark version or whatever. So it had subtitles, you know, and I was rewinding and fast forwarding and rewinding so I could catch up and read and what was going on. And I thought it was amazing. So I, I it still kind of makes me weird that, you know, now they remade it 
two years later in 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 English or USA version or whatever you want to call it. It just it just feels really weird to me. So I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna partake in that or whatever. But uh, I'm gonna take another break. Uh, and then I want to wrap this thing up uh, with a little bit more entertainment. Then I'll get to my That Ain't Right, and then we'll do some picks, and then we'll go on about our business. So uh, we'll be right back. This is Darnell Autry, Voice America, outside the spotlight. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast Time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back for the final segment. And um, so Grant asked me also... um, what what movies am I excited to see about for excited to see in 2012? And I think there's several. There's several that I missed from 2011. Obviously, I missed War Horse, so I want to see that. I'm not a big Mission Impossible guy fan, so I, don't, I really don't care about that. Um, the Artist, I kind of want to see that. Um, I do want to see Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Um, again, some of these, some of you may not have heard, but maybe look up, look them up. I mean. They're on the list of, of great films, so I'd, I'd like to check some of those out. Some of the ones that I'm excited about for 2012, uh, A Dark Knight, I'm a big fan of that. Not a big James Bond fan, so, you know, Skyfall, it, it could be all right. Uh, Born, uh, Born uh, Legacy, uh, I don't know. Uh, I saw one of them. I I don't know. I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, I am excited about Men in Black 3. That should be really good. G.I. Joe Retaliation, um, yeah, pass. Um, Expendables 2, uh, I probably will watch that once it gets to like, uh, DirecTV and I can get it on, uh, on DirecTV and record it when I want to watch it. So, yeah, so those are a couple, I'm, I'm, I'm decently excited about those. Uh, 
Sundance Film Festival starts today, which is awesome, in Park City, Utah. I'm a huge fan. One day in my life, I'm going to go there, and I'm actually going to have a film, and I'm going to be selling stuff, and I'm going to be in the mix. So one day, one day, Grant, we're going to be there. One day. Uh, my session, uh, two things for that ain't right. Uh, one, uh, the captain of the Italian ship, uh, the Costa Con, uh, what is it, Concorda, Concordia? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm buying that he fell out of the ship and into a rescue boat and <laughs> that's how it happened. I mean, my man definitely jumped ship. I mean, and, and I, and I read somewhere that, you know, the, 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 the passengers weren't even helped on. I guess the, the staff jumped all on the boats too. I mean, <laughs> this, this, clearly this was the Titanic. Clearly there was not, there was no, nothing romanticized about that. The, 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 the captain was not going to be down with the ship. He is going to be on the first rescue uh, boat and that ain't right. Uh, I don't know what your name is, sir, but that just ain't right. Uh, Chicago teens that beat up high school senior and posted on YouTube and get arrested. Um, that ain't right, folks. That is not right. One, I'm, I'm not a fan of bullying. I've never been a fan of bullying. Um, that's terrible. And, and, and more importantly, you, you gotta be, uh, clearly you gotta be not smart to, Beat somebody up and then post it on. And 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 listen, I'm all about posting, you know, beatdowns. If they're UFC, if they're boxing, I mean, I'm all about that. If there's if there's a a, a scuffle that happens on a um, uh, on a football field, I'm all about watching that. But I'm not a fan of watching kids beating up kids and you know filming it and putting it on YouTube. I'm not a fan of that. I am a fan of some kind of like a, a sanctioned fight. I'm I'm always a fan of that, but. You know, all that other stuff that, you know, backyard brawling and parking lot, you know, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I think it gets, it gets a bit, I think it sends the wrong matches and I just think it's, uh, it's a bit roguish and, you know, I don't know. I, that just ain't right. It just ain't right. Uh, I want to give you a, also an update on, uh, what's coming up. Uh, me and JD will be uh, broadcasting uh, outside the spotlight at the Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl events. Uh, we'll be at the Players Networking event on Saturday. I believe it's the hmm, is it the fourth, the fifth. No, the fifth is the Super Bowl. So it'll be Saturday, the fourth. Um, we'll be broadcasting from the Players Networking event. Uh, it should be a great experience. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been to a Super Bowl. I know that they do a great job. Um, you know, throughout the whole week leading up to the Super Bowl, everybody's got some kind of party. So I'm imagining that, you know, hopefully me and JD will get in the mix and maybe we'll have some, excuse me, some cool interviews with some people and have a great, great time and really, you know, put the show out there and, and hopefully people will enjoy it and embrace it. So, uh, we'll be doing our show, uh, on the, uh, was it February the 4th, uh, from the Players Networking event. So, and some editing that we had to do from uh, January the 6th, because uh, J.D. was crying about he thought that I picked, you know, some other team or the Falcons or whatever versus the Giants, and he thought, blah, 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 and okay, J.D., you were right. I did go with the Falcons. I didn't deny that I went with the Falcons. I just didn't know. So, yes, I went with the Falcons. So, we edited it. We changed it up. So, we ended up 2-2. Two and two. We both were two and two for January the 6th. So hopefully you're happy, JD. But that does not change the fact of the overall 
And the overall is I'm still in the lead. That's the bottom line. From last week, though, I was surprised. I went with uh, the Saints, Patriots, Texans, and the Packers, and clearly uh, only one of those teams won. So J.D. is 2-2 two and because two, he went with the Saints, Denver, Ravens, and Giants. So he's 2-2. Two and two. I am 1-3. So, But again, the overall is still the same. JD, you at forty six and twenty. I am at wait. Oh, versus JD. Okay, so JD, I'm forty six and twenty. You are forty and twenty six. This is after the editing. This is after Grant does all his magic. So you still got a lot of work to do, and maybe better luck next year. Maybe you can get the belt from me next year. I'll maybe let you let you wear it one time. So and so now comes the picks. And I, uh, uh, this is the Super Bowl picks. JD just texted me, and I believe he went with, ah, JD has the Ravens versus the 49ers. Okay? Note that, Grant. Ravens versus 49ers. That's what, that's what JD has. I, on the other hand, I am taking New England versus the 49ers. So I do not think it's going to be a Harbaugh Super Bowl, although I think it would be a great story. But we've already had that, though. They already played. They already played a couple weeks ago and whatever. I think it, uh, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't even remember which one went, won. So I, whatever, it's neither here nor there to me. I've got New England versus the 49ers, and I've got... New England winning. I know, I know it's killing some of the Jets fans out there and the Giants fans. I know you guys hate it, but I think of the group that is there now, I think they have the most weapons. I think they have the most, uh, the, they're the most seasoned team. Uh, and I think that if, unless you can get to Tom Brady and you can cause him to be flustered, you know, it, he's just going to eat you up. So I got the, uh, New England Patriots versus the 49ers. So, Oh, and, and I think I think the key to it, though, I, I think either way, it's going to be some great games. I think that the Giants are not just going to lay down and let the 49ers do what they do to them. I know that the Baltimore Ravens are not going to let New England Patriots just do whatever they want. I think, it's like I told you, the, the Ravens-New uh, England game is going to be about the weaknesses. The uh, 49ers versus the Giants... That's going to be about their strengths. How much? How big is your strengths? And and so we'll be we'll, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And I I want to thank you all very very much for joining me this week for outside the spotlight. Uh, hopefully next week we'll do a lot lot better, and uh, we'll be we'll have an exciting show. So thank you all very much for joining Darnell Autry, Voice America, and for J D Harris, outside the spotlight. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.